Rob Orton, an English poet, comedian, writer and podcaster. Since 2012, he has written and performed a show at the Edinburgh Fringe Festival on a subject that is important to him. So far, there's been the Sky Show, the Yellow Show, the Water Show and more. He's had work published on the radio, television and in lots of books. Rob's appearing in New Order until the end of the festival. Please make him feel welcome. Good evening. Um, this is about distance, and uh, the title of this story is Jupiter, uh, because that's a long way away. <laughs> and um, I think um, I just one of my favourite things about writing is that you can create things that don't exist, and I did that in the way that. I tried to think about me as a real estate agent on the planet Jupiter. <laughs> so this is about that. I got myself a job as a real estate agent on the planet Jupiter. <laughs> One day, a well-dressed young couple came in and said that they were thinking about relocating to Earth. Oh, I'm sorry. I only deal with properties on Jupiter nowadays, I told them. Yeah, but look, there's talk around the town that you used to live on Earth, and we wondered if you could talk to us briefly about your time there. Well, it is considerably smaller down there than it is up here on Jupiter, so it would mean you'd be downsizing if you moved there. Yeah, we know that. But is it true you can travel to the other side of the planet in about 24 hours? I think we'd quite like that, wouldn't we, darling? <laughs> yes, that is true, I said. Another drawback, is, another drawback is that the Earth has only got one moon. Not like the 53 confirmed moons we've got up here. <laughs> Do you really want to live on a planet that has only got one moon? It would be like living on a street with one streetlight that works instead of 53. <laughs> well, said the man, if there's one moon, that means there's more space for the stars to shine, doesn't it? And I guess that means it will be a lot darker on a night. When you've got 53 moons up in the sky, the dark hardly gets a look in, does it, darling? <laughs> no replied the woman. We just can't get curtains thick enough, can we? <laughs> that is true, actually, I said. I do miss that single moon. The familiar stranger. <laughs> oh, come on, please, said the woman. What's it like on Earth? Someone told us the colour green grows there. Yes, it does, I replied. Many different breeds of green. Sometimes the green moves around and it's called a frog. <laughs> the lady's eyes widened. <laughs> frog. Is the earth as colourful as people say it is? We've heard rumours of its shapes and textures, but never ever met anyone 
who was actually lucky enough to come into contact with them, please talk to us about the ball that built you. Look, it's difficult because when I was there, I didn't really talk to people about the fact slash miracle that we were there. I just got on with my work. It was as if I was too busy for my own existence. The thing is, you get used to all this stuff being there, gravity, hot and cold taps, dogs, candlelight, because you're around these things on a regular basis. I found it strange that people had anything to say apart from wow over and over again. But you can't. The amazement just isn't sustainable. It became the elephant in the room for me. The room was my life and the elephant was the world I wasn't talking about as much as I should have been. I can't believe I got used to elephants existing on the same planet as me. They were so big. And so far away from being arrogant. It's a real battle to keep the astonishment fresh for yourself. You see birds flying as soon as you're out of the womb, pretty much. So by the time you're a teenager, the novelty of a creature with feathers, blood and a beating heart flying through the sky has kind of worn off a bit. If birds and the sky were certificate 18 and we weren't allowed to look up until we were of legal age, then maybe we would receive the correct dosage of amazement. Everyone got used to breathing because they were born breathing. You can't talk to people in the supermarket about breathing. You just have to breathe. So why did you move all the way up here then? Asked the woman. I don't know. It's difficult to explain. I was so close to speaking to people on public transport and in lifts. But I couldn't bring myself to do it. Maybe I was embarrassed to bring up how much I loved being a person. Scared to give people an accurate meter reading of my true self by speaking honestly and openly. I didn't even talk to my friends about the fact that we were friends. I wish I'd just taken a bit of time to say, I like you. Thank you so much for being my friend. I don't want to feel alone, and I don't want you to feel alone either. If you need me, you ring me. Let's make each other feel like we are not on our own. With the amount of shapes and colours on earth, I could not believe that sometimes I would get stuck for something to say. I didn't want people to think I was weird. I went through a stage of going to social gatherings with a list in my pocket of subjects we could potentially talk about. This is true. <laughs> Vine ripened tomatoes. Tropical fish tank gravel. Lava lamps. Hot air balloons. But I never got it out. Well, if we moved there, we'd certainly want to talk to as many people as we could, wouldn't we, darling? Living on the same planet as a koala bear and a ladybird and not being excited about it. Are you, are you, having, an, are you having an episode? We'd be knocking on wooden doors saying, you've got a door, it used to be a tree, get a word, have a word with yourself, you dickhead. 
I think we'd like to see what it's like for ourselves. Just because you wanted to speak to people and didn't isn't a reason for us not to go. It sounds like there is a lot more to talk about down there than there is up here on Jupiter. I don't know if you know, but if you notice, but we are quite a long way away from having a live moving green things up here on Jupiter. We want to start a family on the planet with the pineapples we keep hearing so much about. Did you have a family there? Yes, I did. What were they like? They're still alive. Some of them. You don't talk to them. No, I can't get reception up here. <laughs> don't you miss hearing their voices? More than anything. My mum saying she's been to the gym. My dad telling me what is caught on the river. Next time you come up, we'll go like we used to, Rob. Yeah, okay, Dad. Victoria's light shining onto the skin of my face. The more questions the couple asked, the more excitable about Earth I became. All the elements that had driven me away seemed to vanish. War, prejudice, corruption, and only the magic came to mind. I spoke enthusiastically about how if you accidentally drop a strawberry into a big bowl of hummus, it will be the quietest thing you've heard in absolutely ages. <laughs> And the song Strawberry Fields Forever, how I'd never really got what John Lennon was getting at until I realised he was saying Strawberry Fields Forever, as in there's going to be Strawberry Fields Forever. If people on Earth look after the planet, there's going to be Strawberry Fields Forever. Children kneeling down in straw with strawberries round their mouths forever. We want to taste strawberries, they said. Me too, I replied. Later that day we caught a rocket to Earth and six years later we landed in L London Gatwick Airport, Terminal 5. The couple looked out at the grass next to the runway and began to cry. Okay, I'll see you later then, I said. And I got the bus to the people I love. I'd given the couple the telephone number of my mobile phone, but they never called. I hope they like it here. I hope they held on so tight to the excitement they had for Earth before they got here and used that spark to ignite fearless conversations with other people who are lucky enough to find themselves on this incredible planet. Thank you very much.